Welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and today is Wednesday in the first week of Lent, and I pray that you're having a beautiful Lenten journey. Mm -hmm. You know, you are an important part of our EWTN family, and we would love to hear from you. So send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at EWTN.com. Well, today our guest is Chuck Gatica. He is an author, speaker, podcast radio host. He holds a certificate in second half significance and has devoted his life to helping others find God's calling in their later years. So you could go to his website, chuckgatica.com. Well, we are excited to have mm -hmm. Chuck on today because we find ourselves in our latter years. Yeah. <laughs> it it kind of happens really quickly. Yeah. And um, so we're excited yeah. to find uh, what he's going to teach us and share with all of you about finding significance and, and always, um, always knowing the purpose to which we were born. And the beautiful thing about this life is it's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. And then we have to make a change to adapt what's mm -mm. going on. I think of our Monday show when Ann called in and here she was 84. She sounded very healthy and alive. And she was having to find out her purpose yeah. as a widow after all those years of marriage. So yeah. it goes on and on and on until yeah. we see Jesus face to face. Yeah, and this term second half significance and so on, halftime. And as I was sharing, uh, with Chuck about that. He says, you know, it's not just about 50 and above. People are going into transitions, the 30s, mm -hmm. 40s, 50s. And this whole thing is, it's never too late to be who God wants you mm. to be. Isn't that good news? It's never too late to be who God wants you to be. And he's gonna lead us through this. He's a fascinating guy, wonderful speaking voice, broadcaster for decades there in, uh, in Michigan, Detroit area. So plenty more to come. We'll be right back. Please don't go away. Welcome back. Well, today we have Chuck Gatica with us. He is an author, speaker, podcast, radio host, and a holder of a certificate in the second half significance. We're going to talk about that. Chuck has devoted his life to helping others find God's calling in their later years. So if you're watching and you find yourself in your later years, it might be interesting. Although Chuck has some great information as to take an evaluation all along life's journey to say, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? You could go to his website. It's chuckgatica.com. Let me spell that out, babe. Chuck, G-A-I-D-I-C-A.com. Yeah. Well, there you go. 
Well, we're excited to have you. We're looking forward to learning. We love to learn. And so first, tell our family a little bit about you yeah. because um, you're from Michigan. And so tell our family about your career. Well, first thing, I watched Monday's show. There was a lot of kissing going on yeah. out here. I mean, it, there was kissing in the bump shot, yeah. kissing on the chairs, kissing. That was so delightful. This That's is great. good. Yeah, yes. great to see you both. Thank yeah. you. So I grew up in Chicago, left when I was about 18, 19 years old, and got on a broadcasting career track. And I was born and baptized Catholic. And um, about age 10 to 12, somewhere in there, wound up leaving the church. Nothing big had happened. It was just my dad wasn't usually attending. My mom did. We did have a major event. My favorite uncle who lived upstairs, who was my guy, uh, got me hooked on James Bond movies and going to the <laughs> Magic Toy Store after a movie in downtown Chicago. He went to work one day at age 39 and bent over to pick up a pencil and he never got up. He oh, had, a, had a cerebral hemorrhage. And so at age 10, mm. three weeks before Christmas, bad time. Mm. And uh, it made me take stock. Somewhere in that 10 to 12 range, yeah. I remember going out in the backyard and asking questions about, big questions. What am I going to be when I grow up? Who will I marry? Not so much is there a God, although mm -hmm. some ask that. Mm -hmm. um, what will I do when I grow up? And then you fast forward, I changed from Pre-med, love science and math, but I also love journalism, brought them together and got into TV meteorology. And my career just really went fast. Multiple cities, wind up, well, I met my wife in the TV business mm -hmm. in Evansville, Indiana. And then we had a few other stops, wound up in Detroit. And I spent 32 full-time years on television in Detroit and a couple part-time, and I still do commercial work yeah. and uh, videos. And, I've had a blessed career. What yeah. a wonderful career. And a couple yeah. times at both CBS and NBC, the network level. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it was a, a joy, uh, no pun intended, of a career. It mm -hmm. really was. Yeah. And then in my 40s, I read this book about moving your life from success to significance. And man, did that phrase hit me. Mm -hmm. So I put the book down. It's not like scripture. It's not like it illuminate mm -hmm. you. you know, you're illumined by it every single time you read it. But it really did change the way I looked at life. And then at about age 50, I went back for a master's in ministry and leadership. But um, that was while I was still in the Protestant mm -hmm. church. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but this career I had, oh, what a fantastic entree into places. Not because it was me, but yeah. I got invited to things and got to do things and expeditions yeah. to the rainforest in Peru. I mean, just lots of things. Mm -hmm. yeah. How perfect. <laughs> and you've been healthy all along. Yeah, God, God. God had a plan for mm -hmm. that, so mm -hmm. I've been healthy all along. So yeah. it's not like there was a medical crisis that no. kind of said, okay, you need to find your significance and your purpose. No, I think for me, I was, uh, don't, I don't want to mistake this for being braggadocious. I was kind of at the top of my career. I, mm -hmm. I didn't really have to work hard. Mm -hmm. I'd been doing it for so long. And, you know, you see people that are staples in your community, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you become their person. Mm -hmm. uh, I could have probably stayed there until I was in my 90s. And yeah. I just woke up one day. In this book about moving your life from success to significance, there's a phrase, smoldering discontent. And I think a lot of men and women can relate to that, regardless of age. Things are going well, maybe they're not, but even when they are, mm -hmm. you may feel like, is this all there is? I started asking very similar questions when I was 10 and 12. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm in my 40s, 50s, and even now in my 60s, is this it? I mean, mm -hmm. if, if God grants me 25 or 30 more years of healthful life, 
what can I do now to leverage up for God's kingdom? So that's kind of my mission. It doesn't have to be everybody's mm -hmm. mission. Yeah. Yeah. And so at that point, you were still in, you went and got your, you went masters, back to school, yeah. you got your master's, and you thought maybe there was more purpose and significance in doing church work. In ministry. Okay. And I was advised, and even in the book I read, it said, so many good people want to run into ministry mm -hmm. when maybe God has a different plan. And I think one of the things I learned in my early journey was that being a type A guy, like I pray right now and I pray and I'm like, God, you got to tell me by Tuesday because I've got stuff to do, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, Speak now, Lord. <laughs> yeah, Your right. servant is listening. And God's cute. You know, he's yeah. like, yeah, he's cute. That's funny. I've got my own time. So I was living, maybe getting a little ahead of God. And uh, I went into ministry. I left full-time television news, went on staff at a large non-denominational church. And it was at that time, having lived in the Holy Land for a month studying at yeah. Jerusalem University as part of my master's, that I started to see ancient faith and where things came from. And I started asking a lot of questions about why. And that led me on this beginning of the journey back to the Catholic faith. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what's the age range in the United States of America. How does that fit into yeah. what you're trying to communicate? We often think of halftime, I don't know, what age would halftime be? And yet you're saying it's not just about that half point, it's getting even earlier in terms of reflecting and thinking about right. significance versus success, but unpack that for Well, that's a great question because uh, halftime, I guess you could have argued it was 50 plus. I did a big conference for uh, baby boomers, which mm -hmm. was a little older than 50 plus, but still in the 50s. And we got 900 men and women showed up. Yeah. Um, so there's a pent up demand for asking this thing about, well, what am I going to do next in life? I think maybe looking at life in four quarters is maybe a better way, you know, mm -hmm. birth to 25, you know, you're starting out, you're learning, 25 to 50, maybe you're launching into a career, you're starting to save, you're having a family, 50 to 75, you're starting to think ahead, like, well, yeah. when will I retire? But I think so many people would have said 50 plus in America is halftime. Not that you're going to make yeah. another half. I don't have another half. Mm -hmm. I mean, the math doesn't work unless God has some dramatic plan. Mm -hmm. But I think coming out of COVID, I've witnessed in our own family with five kids, our youngest at age 25 at the time, change her life, go on a sabbatical, uh, travel the world, come back and say, I'm going to change careers. So I think in today's world, coming out of COVID especially, it's 25, 35, 55, 65. Mm -hmm. It's academic. You mentioned, was it Anne on Monday mm -hmm. show? Mm -hmm. 84 years old, mm -hmm, right. God willing, God grants her another, you know, however many years, right. she could reinvent herself now. Right. Yeah. You know, I can remember, um, I had, a, I called it my decadal crisis. It wasn't, at, I wasn't 40, I didn't have a midlife mm. crisis, that kind of way. I was 30. And for us, we were done having our children. And for me as a woman, I mean, that was way big. It's kind of yeah. like, you know, I did, I what I did in my 30, in my 20s, was have babies. Right. And that was beautiful purpose and beautiful meaning and, and then raising and rearing. But it was my 30th birthday that I, there was a real, Interesting. Uh, an evaluation of just like, what is the purpose for the rest of my life? And we were serving God. Mm -hmm. you know, we were madly in love. We were serving God in, in, in our church and on that journey. This was when you turned what age? 30. I remember, because I remember she said to me, I'm having a decadal crisis. I said, mm. you're 30 years old, you're having, a, yeah. I, I didn't say it. I was saying like, already a crisis? Yeah. But it was a crisis, that, that changed, that new number, 
what she was moving through? Well, that's funny because here was this uncle of mine that died. Now that you say this, this really takes me back. 39 was a big number for me, mm -hmm. not 40, mm -hmm. because I was programmed as a little kid. There were right. presents under the tree from my uncle mm -hmm. Freddie to Chuck, mm -hmm. and then he wasn't there for Christmas. Mm -hmm. I grew up thinking, even as an adult, knowing better, well, 39's it for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's when good people die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that programs your mind, and I'll tell you, your personal story, I think, is so good for the rest of us. I find a lot of, uh, to be fair, men who mm -hmm. I've pro bono worked with and coached, they have a lot of trouble decoupling from who they was mm -hmm. to become who God wants them to be. You know, who you were, you're a mom, you're raising kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe at age 50, you're running a major corporation, and one day they say, you're yeah. out, pal. Right. And now you're 50 thinking, well, what can I do? Well, yeah. you got to get in prayer. There are a lot of things I think we can urge that people to do, but it's way more than 50 plus. Although, 50 plus in America is 110 million people. It's mm -hmm. a third of yeah. the population. It's amazing that demographic that's mm -hmm. available. Mm -hmm. yeah. So one of the issues you're really raising is being so wrapped up in what you do as your identity. Correct. And there's no doubt that's gonna change. Um, so is that one of the key questions we've got to realize or ask? What questions should people be asking? What are they asking as mm -hmm. they move through different seasons? Well, I think what's healthful about that is, is allowing yourself to know that life is going to change. And when it changes, for instance, right now we're hearing of some layoffs in the, in the country. Well, maybe somebody else changed it for you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe like your caller on Monday, maybe God had a different plan for mm -hmm. her spouse. So life can change, and yet where are you rooted? Are you standing on solid rock, on solid ground, or on shifting sand? Mm -hmm. So I think there's so much we can run to that's biblical to encourage us in a world that's reflecting at all age demographics, young and old alike, I'm lonely. Really? Mm -hmm. With thousands of Facebook friends? Well, that's because they're not real friends. Mm -hmm. um, I, I need to be in community. Well, there's the antidote. It's coming to mass, coming, getting involved. I'm trying to find my purpose. Well, about start, starting uh, serving at your parish? Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be a big thing, but I think that that identity question, Jim, is a big one, and it's a hard one for a lot of people to decouple. It could take a couple of years to really feel, here's a good point, we visit Florida often. On my block, I may have a captain of industry, a former TV weather guy, a next door neighbor was a handyman, a carpenter. We're all leveled. We're all on the same playing field now. I don't care how big a company you ran or mm -hmm. what kind of weather maps you pointed to. We're all living on the same block. And almost the first question we ask each other is, well, what did you used to do? Right. right? right. Because our identities are wrapped up in that. And mm -hmm. then one day, yeah, pick an age, 50, 60, yeah. 65, that changes. And now you're saying, well, where's that person who got me coffee? Or where's that, where's that weather map? Or where's the adulation yeah. of being on camera? So I think for many people, they need to work through that. And some of them work through it healthfully. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage men and women to get into prayer deeply mm -hmm. and, to, and to also listen. I mean, it's like Lectio Divina, right? Yeah, right. Pray, and then, especially for a type A person, just be quiet. Just listen for the inbound, because sometimes that's where the strength comes from. Yeah. I think w we learned early on in life that change was constant. Mm. Make change your friend. Yeah. Because change is going to happen. If you resist it, then you're going to resist what God is doing in your life. Mm. And for us, um, our foundation was our faith. And that was going to be constant until our dying breath. Right. And so you 
So you can take a risk when, if you hear God saying, I need you to leave Protestant land and come follow me in Catholic land. Mm -hmm. Well, God, are you there? Well, because if you're there, then I'm good to go. But if you're not there, I'm not going. You know, mm -hmm. and, and you want to talk about a leap of faith and a, a drastic change. But the constant was Jesus was going to be there and yeah. that foundation. So when he's asking us, even in our life journey, to take a risk and believe him for the impossible, like, yeah. God, you, is this really going to be okay here? It's like, yeah, it is. I'm, I'm going to be here to catch you. But, you know, getting to know both of you is, is such a privilege because you're living examples of refiring, not retiring, right? Mm -hmm. You have reconnoitered in your lives how many different things from mm -hmm. that age 30 mm -hmm. moment, mm -hmm. right, to, to this day where you've rewired and you've pivoted a bit. And for some people, they're not maybe resilient or they, they have anxiety from change. And I think there are ways to get past that. And I think getting Jesus as the focus point, turning to scripture and realizing we shouldn't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to bring enough worry all by itself and detaching from that idea of ruminating about the past. The mm -hmm. past could have been great. Mm -hmm. My past was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But moving away from it allows me to now uh, anticipate great adventure. Right. Here I am. I didn't know I would be on your show. Right. That's a great adventure for me. And right. I've been part of a lot of adventures, you know. But, right. but you said such a beautiful thing. Like, if the past is great, but that was yesterday. Yeah. And we can't, we can't get yesterday back. So we have to live in the present and keep our face focused on what tomorrow and what that's going to bring. Yeah. Good health. Uh, hopefully we can remember some things, right? But if we're constantly there, that's no, we can't be focused. Mm -hmm. So you have to ask God, what now? You know, what, what is it that we're doing today? And what is your plan for me tomorrow so that I can be the best version of myself to get there? I pray all the time, nearly every day, in one version of my prayer or another, God put me in, coach. Where do you want me mm -hmm. to be? Mm -hmm. Now I say that, and yet, there's an adjunct to that prayer because I'm here with you. Uh, you know, my entire adult life, I've been a communicator. Even people around me who I know, who know you would say, well, you're a communicator. You should be on TV or radio. Well, okay, if that's where God wants me to be. But yet I also pray for God to stretch me. Mm. I, I pray for God to put me in places where maybe I'm not comfortable. Mm. And that's not an easy thing because be careful what you pray for, right. <laughs> you know, because yeah. he may answer it. But I think that's helpful for a lot of us to consider. Uh, and the other thing I'm encouraged by, it doesn't matter the age because we can be stricken with a, a problem at, at any age. When we're going through life, I think this idea of finding healthfulness is important. So I'm also trained as a Mayo Clinic wellness coach. I do that because Today, we're looking for a long lifespan. We mm -hmm. always have been, everybody. Mm -hmm. But yet, we want our health span to equal that. Right. And if you're now going to leave a career, a job at 45, 50, 60, maybe things have worked out really well, maybe not. What if God grants you 25 or 30 more years? What are you going to do with it? Mm -hmm. And honest to goodness, that could be three more careers in mm -hmm. there. You need to do it healthfully right? And, and get your life in a way, maybe concentrate on a few things. There's a graphic that I, yes. I brought with me that we can show you yep. that it talks about your financial fitness, your emotional fitness, your mental health, uh, yeah. and you can see the categories yeah. that fall under there. To me, this is sort of like driving a yeah. car. 
if, if the tire is low or your wheels are out of alignment, you can feel the car kind of pulling left or right. You know something's off, you just don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. We're going we to take a break at this there. point, and maybe in oh, the we're going to hold you over for the final segment. Okay. I want to go back to okay, that, sure. that chart or that, that ring and what you're sharing there. It's never too late to be who God wants you to be. Do you believe it? God desires that for you. We're going to converse about this more fully. We'll be right back. There's plenty more to come. You're going to want to hear it. Don't go away. Continuing our conversation with Chuck Gatica and uh, about second half significance. Mm -hmm. And you were mentioning just before the break about foundations of fitness forever in transition. What are those foundations? You got a little wheel with that yeah. showing that? And forever in transition is a great way to look at all of our lives. Mm -hmm. This isn't just for all, you know, senior citizens. This is everybody. And I think one of the great ways I've looked at life, I saw this quote years ago, when you're planning your future, use a pencil with an eraser. Mm -hmm. Don't use a pen, right? Because yes. you're going, oh, that's not a good one. But the, the Foundations of Fitness talks about these different pies, right. if you pie pieces, that if you can get not all of them in line, some of us would like to think, well, that's cool. I've got my life really humming the way it should be. But when you study this, you look at it, you think, yeah, if I could get my spiritual life in line, then I'm going to feel comfortable about tithing or, or giving to charity or whatever it is. If I'm going to get my emotional wellness in line, if I'm going to make sure I get my family life in line, I'm, I'm going to say no more to requests to work later. Well, that impacts the wheel. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's, it's not a, a brand new idea, yeah. but I think this idea that we try to get our lives aligned yeah. like a car yeah. is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you've got time fitness, yeah. mind fitness, body fitness, wellness, soul fitness, financial fitness, social fitness. When I saw that, you know, I thought, those are good areas. You know, you don't gotta create them. You've got them here, and then you've got subpoints over all this. It's not all that complicated, but- uh, Hard to work at for a mm -hmm. lot of us. You yeah. know. But the unexamined life is not a life worth living, as, as a philosopher said. Yeah. And so, this isn't just done once. You've got to do it through these different transitions of your life. So I where am I do. now in these areas? Mm -hmm. Right. And you can always redo it. And that's why the idea of using a pencil with an eraser is a good idea. Because mm -hmm. you can look at, uh, you know, a lot of us in business life have taken strengths finders tests. Maybe at your parish you know your charisms. That's all good to know mm -hmm. thyself. This is part of that. And I, I think um, talking about that more is a good thing to consider. You know, how do we know more about ourselves so we maybe know when we're stepping into this future of refiring, maybe where it's the, the best fit for us. Mm -hmm. How do you get over the hump of for, forever in transition of people say, I'm scared of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, well, it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of how you're gonna do it. I, I guess it's I gonna happen. It's a vertical and a horizontal okay. thing that looks like the cross. You're in line with Jesus vertically and horizontally Maybe you call it your own kitchen cabinet. Very few people run for public office and they don't have some smart people at a table. And you can talk to your priest, you can talk to your friends, I can talk to my spouse, and I can say, you know, I'm thinking of leaving this job 
and I'm going to start a hot dog stand. And you need a friend who's going to speak truth. Go, <laughs> right. you know, nice idea, but I don't think you know how to cook. Right. I mean, you need people right. to speak truth right. to and, power. And you don't like, you're not a, such a very good servant. You wouldn't be good You're with a grumpy people. guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I think having a little mm. kitchen cabinet is a good thing to navigate. And maybe it's a coach. Maybe it's a spiritual director. But consider putting some smart people, just like you did when you were a teenager. My dad always used to say, hang out with smarter people than you, mm -hmm. and, you know, it'll help. I think he was right, you right. know. Well, Perfect. Thanks. And so yeah. your wife on your journey, she's been really supportive of you. So, so supportive because I've uh, zigged and zagged, which a lot of lives are like that. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's now converted to Catholicism mm -hmm. after a lifelong, uh, being a lifelong Methodist. And so for me, this is such a, it's such a great part of the journey. And it's such something to really celebrate with all of our years of married life. And I just feel reinvigorated mm -hmm. myself. Amen. So, Chuck, thank you so much thank for the sharing. And thank God we have you back tomorrow oh, so you can great. unpack this area more fully. It's never too late to be the person that God desires for you to be. What an encouraging word, especially during the season of Lent and self-examination, to know our significance and how it continues to grow in the Lord. God bless you. You're never alone. You're an important part of this EW10 family. And you're always at home with Jim. Enjoy. Bye now.